Hello, Sophie Tots. You are the co-founder of Puzzle Coworking. Uh, Puzzle Coworking, which is a Bulgarian uh, company, organization. You have two locations in, uh, in Sofia, Bulgaria. Uh, 600 members. And we will tell a little bit more about, about the story of, of, of Puzzle. And there are plans to open new locations. One in Budapest, where you are. And you are the, one of the leaders of the, of the Hungarian project uh, for puzzle and there are plans also for Romania but uh, maybe first uh, can you introduce us to, 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 to puzzle and the story behind uh, which is actually interesting that you started as a platform and then you need offices then you move and you found C-class building old-fashioned sewage sewing company uh, with very old communist like uh, building and then it started there can you tell us the story Hey, uh, yeah, sure. Thanks for having me here. Um, I would like to make like a very small remark about me being the founder. You know, I don't really want to angry the original founder, which is uh, Tipo. So basically how we work is uh, when we open a new location, uh, we strive to have a founder duo uh, of the new location. So I'm basically the co-founder of the Budapest project, okay. uh, not the whole of the uh, remark ended. <laughs> so yeah, basically uh, we are too old uh, this year uh, with the co-working. Uh, originally, uh, Puzzle was found to be uh, a software company. And uh, while uh, the guys were looking for an office in Sofia uh, as a startup, uh, they couldn't really find anything that they liked. Uh, so they ended up at this uh, old, as you said, socialist extreme um, factory uh, with, you know, like just the, the, the walls, concrete. Um, and they just saw like a, a nice opportunity there to build their own office, maybe build it with other startups who were also struggling um, with finding like a really friendly, nice office that suits their needs, basically. So the co-working was uh, actually founded quite accidentally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but then uh, the team realized that we are actually uh, good at co-working and uh, building a community and more and more people want to join. So that's how this whole uh, snowball started yeah. and it became like an avalanche. So yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's actually, uh, basically our story. Yes, and, and yeah, go ahead. I and what what we actually do and what we um, are actually looking for is uh, something different, you know, something rugged, something that that people usually don't see the potential in. Um, we are really interested in 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 uncovering uh, the history of buildings, you know. We just don't want to build something new and shiny. Uh, we want to refurbish and repurpose something that had a meaning in uh, in history. So that's how, yeah, that's how we uh, did with the old swing factory, and that's why we are mostly looking at uh, old uh, industrial sites uh, because um, they have the space, they have the history, they have this amazing structure. And, yes, uh, yeah, it, it's also. Friend lately, so yeah. It, what what is interesting in the in in the puzzle concept is that you you really work on um, having the, the this um, whole building 
full of concrete refurbish you give light back to those buildings and actually it's on purpose now it's it, you found a part of your own culture and and, and um, positioning doing that so it it's the kind of uh, buildings and and facility that you're looking for for your new location in Hungary and Romania no yes definitely definitely uh, how difficult is it to to, to because you know um, Modern buildings, it's easy, you know, uh, they have all the sustainable facility, the sustainability, they have the technology. Okay, they're way more expensive, most likely. But um, how, how is it is to build a new a working facility with the standard of today in that kind of old, old um, you know, old, old fashioned environments and, and worse than that sometimes, because uh, as we said, it was uh, far from convenient, those buildings in the communist time. Yes, that's uh, that's true. Um, well, a lot of people don't believe this, but it's, I, I believe that it's actually easier to build an A-class from zero okay. than to, to to renovate an old industrial building. Uh, because basically, um, you already have something that's given. Uh, you have the structure. Um, you have uh, utilities uh, and everything in the building that's way outdated. Uh, right, maybe it has not been used for 20, 30, 40 years. So you can never be sure what you will uncover yeah. once you start. Yeah, once you start digging. Um, but uh, but they are just beautiful, and they are they are rugged, and they are very, you know, like these heavy beauties uh, that that a lot of uh, a lot of uh, cities, I believe, in the sea region and the older. All the socialist countries, these buildings just sit there because they are uh, hard to repurpose. They are very hard to repurpose. Um, so uh, very few uh, developers mm -hmm. or very few <clears throat> municipalities are actually looking to um, to do anything with these buildings. They are just walking away. So yes, yeah, these are these these projects take time. Uh, they take a lot of uh, expertise. Uh, to understand the state of the building, uh, to understand what can be achieved in a building, because uh, these are take a lot of uh, expertise living to respect uh, the boundaries of the. Always a new project for us. Uh, it's it's not uh, it's uh, not something that we uh, come up with once and then we can replicate it in time. Yeah. And what is the what kind of agreement do you have uh, uh, with the landlords of this building? So do you, you, are you walking around the city and just seeing the, uh, an abandoned building and look at the, at, at the, at the, ask the administration it belongs to? Or, uh, or do you have contacts with some, some developers or, or owners of those buildings and say, okay, uh, we can get it I don't know if it's for free or for for for, for very limited uh, rent amounts, um, and and in exchange you you give live back to those uh, um, compounds. Um, well, even even if these buildings are owned by the municipality, uh, mm -hmm. they are they are not that open for uh, collaboration. At least uh, we that's that's uh, our experience. They're definitely not giving them away for free. Okay. Uh, most of these buildings are uh, are sold uh, during uh, privatization, uh, so they have private owners, mm -hmm. I believe it or not. So it's 
sometimes it's really difficult uh, when we find a building to actually uh, uh, get to the owners. Um, the current, uh, the current uh, plot and uh, building complex we are looking at uh, in Budapest, how we actually found uh, them. Well, it's pretty funny. Basically, we were looking at the buildings on uh, Google Maps Street View. Okay. And then we saw uh, a sale sign with a phone number. Okay. And I called them and someone picked up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a smart. It's, uh, it's, it's the best way actually to, um, <laughs> to well, find I the properties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, so, and how about the, the, the investment you do? Do you do it with the, with the owner? Do you have partners who invest with you? Do you uh, just take second-hand furniture, put it in and see whatever? How does it work, this uh, startup? Uh, so um, basically, uh, it's uh, it's a different uh, deal uh, every time. It really depends also on the owner. If uh, if it's a development company, they would like to do a joint venture, which we are also open to, or we just purchase it or uh, we rent it. So like everything is on the table. It really depends on um, on what's the deal on their side and what's the deal on our side, and if. Uh, our interests can meet or not. Um, uh, regarding our interior design, uh, we have a, um, a own architectural studio in-house. Uh, so they design everything uh, from the spaces to furniture. Mm. So we have uh, custom-made furniture, um, desks and, uh, and libraries and staircases and everything. And uh, we fill up the rest of the spaces like the lounge areas and, uh, and the kitchens with, uh, with uh, either local or, or, or other furniture companies. Um, products, but we we try to stay unique even in our office designs. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. When you we look at your website, uh, the culture is quite clear. It's quite fun because you you have put some gifts, and um, we we feel indeed that it's an enjoyable community uh, with a lot of IT people. So that's your focus um, from Bulgaria, basically. But uh, that's also your um, your idea of uh, building up. Um, uh, a community which has some focus on some some industry, some areas. What can you tell us about that, uh, and why is it important for you? Yes, so uh, it's important to know that uh, we are an IT-only co-working, um, so so to speak, that's our niche. Uh, simply because uh, we understand IT people, so that's our let's say that's our natural habitat. Yeah. Um, that seems you, you speak in a, you speak in HTML between one another. That's it. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> but uh, but um, I I guess that uh, that um, we feel pretty uh, comfortable and familiar uh, how IT startups and scale ups uh, work. Uh, what are their challenges? Uh, what are they facing? What is their life cycle? Because we used to be an IT startup ourselves. Um, so uh, we design uh, everything uh, from the space uh, throughout the community and experience to, to fit their needs. Mm -hmm. Now, this, uh, 
this can like the community is really size and company size are really ranging from like a sole software developer uh, mm. who would rather work from an office, you know, uh, than uh, from his home uh, to uh, teams of 50 plus basically or like uh, proper IT scale-offs in, in the Bulgarian market. But yes, we, we, take, uh, we take the community uh, very seriously. Uh, it's, we believe that uh, for, for startups to thrive, especially in uh, Central and uh, Eastern Europe, mm. where, you don't, where you still have the developing uh, ecosystem, uh, we don't have an abundance of uh, of uh, early stage investment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, the accelerator incubator programs are just starting to flourish. So um, having a great community who are also giving back to each other and supporting each other uh, with knowledge sharing, with contacts, networking, so on and so forth. Uh, it's super important because that's how the, the ecosystem is going to grow um in in the countries that we live in and and yes that was maybe my other question so it focus it community that's that's an area which is becoming more and more competitive there are more and more spaces and uh, also big players who are opening their home hubs for for it people uh how do you see that is it as you said it was not as competitive for the moment maybe in a, in a country such as bulgaria but um uh still it's what is what would you say is your strength as opposed to those big players who aiming to maybe capture part of the community you have uh, or the or, or the population of, of workers you you are addressing well to be honest i think uh, uh competition is always healthy mm -hmm. uh if there are more uh players uh in the co-working industry or or whichever uh that's uh that's like a service to the to the startup ecosystems uh there's simply just more choices that uh, the startups and entrepreneurs can choose from mm -hmm. uh so i don't think we we need to be that uh, that competitive you know yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean uh, why people usually come and choose us is uh because uh, we are at a convenient location um we have a pretty nice community it's uh i'm i'm lucky to say that it's well known uh mm -hmm. in the region uh and uh and uh we have a pretty pretty spacious and uh, pretty well equipped and beautiful spaces mm -hmm. but you know like uh, we suit some people and we don't suit others so it's you know you like like you walk, it's, it's like your second home. Your office is your mm. second home. Mm. So you walk in and if you feel home, you feel comfortable, you feel safe, then you stay. If you don't, there are a lot of co-workings in Bulgaria and, uh, and uh, a lot of them are specializing in, in other fields, like for more creatives, designers, mm -hmm. you know, there are some more, more for uh, the, the entrepreneurs, you know, the digital nomads. So, yeah, I think it's uh, the Bulgarian co-working market is actually, uh, I think, very well developed. Uh, um, Sofia is definitely becoming hubs uh, within the region. Mm -hmm. uh, there has been uh, several very nice success stories uh, with Bulgarian startups uh, recently. Uh, very good investors in the market as well. 
So yeah, the more the merrier, I guess. That's it. Okay. And and uh, you see more. So we we always have this impression that we speak about corporate co-working and uh, a community-based co-working, etc. Um, you see this this distinction getting blurrier and uh, because it's not unusual that we see people who are IT consultant for one of the big four preferring to work at a place such as Puzzle, which is its own identity, a very strong community, uh, rather than a traditional corporate, very well suited, class A kind of co-working space. Do you see that happening? Or do you still, st okay, everybody will remain in its own, it's an all world, world habits and customs uh, for quite a while. Uh, definitely, but this trend uh, has uh, been happening for um, for a couple of years now. So um, I think it's very, very uh, clear that corporates are uh, looking uh, a way to connect with startups, a way to connect with uh, with uh, innovators and innovation, and. Um, um, we also know uh, about a couple of uh, corporates who are already running their own um, accelerators, incubators, mostly. It's mostly fintech that are like leading this way. Okay. And I think it's super nice. So uh, one way, yes, corporates are also uh, looking uh, to work together uh, with startups. Uh, we're also facilitating uh, knowledge sharing events or uh, office hours. Mm -hmm. where we also not just invite like uh, people from corporates to share their knowledge because they have a very different kind of knowledge uh but also startups to to share how to very you know to build business fast and break things and uh, and they they can learn from each other so it's it's also important to um to uh, facilitate like a platform for for them to meet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but on the other side, what we are also seeing um, uh, that's, that's uh, clear as day is that uh, corporates uh, are also looking for more flexibility um, lately. It has, it has started uh, a couple of years back, but uh, during uh, the, the COVID crisis, it became very imminent that uh, the scale-ups and corporates are looking uh, for for uh, more flexible and safer office solutions as opposed mm. to their huge lavish uh, office building. Uh, either they have their own building, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or they are renting in a, in a class A. And uh, um, they are just looking to, uh, to explore uh, different opportunities so their employees can still... Um, enjoy the flexibility that remote work uh, mm -hmm. uh, brought, uh, but also for them to, um, you know, cut costs, you know, just to get, get more for, for their money, basically. And that's what, what co-workings can do for them. Uh, and that's uh, what we actually have months, uh, is to focus more on uh, bigger teams uh, who either want or need to uh, leave their bigger office. Yeah. And um, yeah, just to, um, just to be able to um, offer them something uh, that's uh, that's more flexible and yeah, them that, that is one of one of the new service you you are currently announcing, uh, isn't it? That uh, we saw in some of your latest uh, communication that uh, addressing the needs of bigger teams and bigger companies and uh, touching that kind of uh, rising demand is 
part of your strategy now also not uh, to remain just for, for IT freelancers or, 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 or small startups, but definitely looking for some bigger uh, players in the market and be playing that playground to some extent as well. Uh, yes, so uh, I believe that uh, that uh, co-workings uh, got uh, hit pretty fast and pretty hard yeah. uh, by the crisis, right? So I don't think that there's any co-working, uh, not just in the region, but globally, who did not really feel the immediate impact yeah. uh, of COVID. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we, we really wanted to move fast and, uh, and just escape uh, forward uh, from this situation. So we also introduced uh, uh, the virtual office service I think like two or three uh, weeks uh, into the lockdowns mm -hmm. uh, for, uh, for companies who, who actually need to leave the office or need to leave their other office, you know, for them to have like a, uh, a virtual HQ, some kind of a, a yeah. administration aid. Yeah. Um, but uh, we have been nurturing this idea to uh, open bigger spaces for bigger teams. Uh, for quite some time now uh, and uh, we were very very lucky uh, because uh, we were presented uh, with an opportunity to actually take more space in the buildings uh, we are currently at in Sofia mm -hmm. uh, so um, we started a renovation uh, in the middle of the crisis okay. All right. <laughs> yes well planning it but to be able to you know um, uh, open new space uh, repurpose some of uh, some of our old spaces, um, and um, I'm very happy to say that uh, we actually signed a team of uh, 150 plus. Okay. Yes. Uh, so they will be our first, uh, let's say, corporate members. Okay. Uh, joining joining this summer and. Uh, we keep renovating uh, this new floor that we were able to uh, acquire during the crisis. So I'm pretty positive that uh, that uh, more and more uh, talented and bigger IT teams will join the space and the whole community will actually benefit from that. Uh, but that was just also like a huge relief for us uh, during the crisis because, yeah, these, these were difficult times. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Uh, challenging, and maybe uh, we hopefully see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. But indeed, we uh, a lot of people say that it's fast forwarding a process which is ongoing, which was ongoing, with everybody learning to homework and telework, and uh, and as you said, yeah. you know, flexibility becomes uh, risk management uh, solution. It becomes uh, it adds to lower costs in terms of frugality. People are happier, can walk near from their home, reduce commuting. We see there are so many advantages of uh, embracing the flexibility in the flex workspace and the co-working uh, uh, movement. But uh, indeed, that's uh, uh, we we first need to get out the, the head out of the water, the COVID water, and and then uh, that's a. Uh, you know, a lot of people in the industry are all expecting that to happen, and, and 
seems you are on a good good pathway for for, for that. So great! Um, thank you so much for for the, this great discussion. And uh, it seems there is a lot more to learn from from puzzle. Uh, I love the gifts on the website; they're very <laughs> funny. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully we 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 will have you um, in in Vienna for the Coworking Europe conference at the end of November. And uh, so we look forward to it. We are looking forward to it too. We really hope that uh, we can meet uh, you guys and other co-workings from the region in November. It would be it would be a very very nice uh, time to just spend together and discuss what the hell happened with us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you need to keep your spirits high, otherwise, you know. That's we'll it. Just, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you so much. And I uh, look forward to it again. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.